What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. This is episode 272B, where we will now discuss the but- Adam Project. Thank you for that. For With you for that discussion is just Roger and Grayson. Chris is absent once again. For the episode of The Lost City, including the whole box office <laughs> breakdown, what streaming trailer talk, check out episode 272A, posted on Tuesday, 4-5. All right, Roger, let's jump into it, shall we, sir? Yes. Let's jump into The Adam Project. This is a Netflix original, and I thought it was very enjoyable. I like this movie a lot, actually. Tomato meter sitting at 69%, and the audience score is 76%. Pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Um, I think pretty accurate as well, but like the other one, I think this one deserved a few more percentage points in both categories. So let's look at some particulars. All right. Directed by Sean Levy, Ryan Reynolds, Walker Scobell, Zoe Saldana, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, Catherine Keener. Not a lot of cast. There's not even a lot of characters in this movie. And it, you don't need it, really. It, it's, very, it's a very compelling story for what it's got. Roger, what's Adam Project about? Uh, time travel. Thank you, sir. Let's, what kind of time travel? backwards <laughs> question mark <laughs> all right this is definitely a science fiction movie about time travel but of course it starts out with ryan reynolds stealing a time travel ship jet it's like a it's a like time a jet, jet or time jet or something yeah and when someone asks him what are you doing he goes i thought it'd be obvious i'm stealing a time jet yeah. so i'm kind of getting sick of that i think ryan reynolds needs to move past that but maybe yeah. it's <clears throat> Maybe it's what the script, and he didn't want to deviate from the script. I don't know, but I think we could move past that as Ryan Reynolds fans now. Nah. You don't think? Was that funny to you? Yeah. Well, I don't know, but here's the thing. That's what you're going to get with Ryan Reynolds. I'm not trying to knock the guy because I like him, but he's getting to that Vince Vaughn thing. He doesn't play character anymore. He plays Ryan Reynolds. Nothing. I mean... Well, no, I I think there's a big difference between Vince Vaughn playing Vince Vaughn in a movie and Ryan Reynolds being in some movies and no. being Ryan Reynolds. I think there's a pretty big difference there. The character's always written the same. Fast-talking, witty. Um, yeah. There are definitely some movies that that's not true, though. Like um, what recently? Well, I don't know. Hold on. Let's, okay, let's look at his filmography, then, if we're going to do this. Well, let's do that. <clears throat> Oh, I mean, Dead, Deadpool's a dead ringer for Ryan Reynolds. Am I, I mean, sure. yeah, that might as well just call Ryan Reynolds. So is uh, the character in Red Notice? It's okay. Is the character in Six Underground? Okay, Hitman's wife, Bodyguard, he plays a similar character a little bit. What about, what about Free Guy, though? Same basic principle, though, just toned down. Being nice to people. What about Detective Pikachu? I don't know if that counts. That's what I'm saying. There are movies that are kind of out of the... I mean, the X-Men movie he did wasn't that, of course. But, I mean, he that's the character. He was Deadpool again, just a different kind of Deadpool. But, yeah. I mean, he still was, you know, Wade. What's his name, Wade what? Wasn't his name Wade? I forget. What, Deadpool? Yeah. No, no, no. In X-Men Wade Origins. Wilson. Yeah, in Wade X-Men Wilson. Origins. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to go pretty far back to find things when he was... Oh, Safe House. I love him in Safe House. Sure. Good movie. Um, Ted, which is definitely um, the the change up. He, I guess he would have been that too. Green Lantern, you know, but that's then again, that's the Green Lantern and awful. Yeah, I bet you he. I, I bet you that's his. That's like the Bob Hoskins 
John Leguizamo regret doing Mario? I, I bet you he regrets doing Green Lantern. I mean, he makes fun of it openly, so sure. He does. He does. Definitely, maybe. Not that. I mean, there are movies that aren't, but for the most part, you're right. He is the In recent guy. years, it's the same set, same yeah. shtick. But Which I guess that's okay. I mean, I like him. I think he's funny. I mean, he even starred as that with like Van Wilder. Like, that's the character of Van Wilder is yeah. Ryan Reynolds, you know? So mm-hmm. you may have a point. You may have a point there. But so Ryan Reynolds, it's also very nice to see Catherine Keener. We don't, we don't get to see her a lot, but it's, I mean, I love seeing Mark, Mark Ruffalo with Jennifer Garner again. Like they were, uh, they've been a couple before in 13 going on 30. So I have a theory. Okay. So when she goes back in time in 13 going on 30, she started this whole chain of events that leads to the Adam project. Sure. That's uh, the same kind of theory as Kevin McAllister's the prequel to Jigsaw. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's true. <laughs> so let's talk about the other. That's basically fact now. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Let's talk about for one second, Walter. Sorry, Walker Scobell. How mm-hmm. awesome is that young kid? Uh, he's awesome. He is. He. I think he somewhat makes the movie what it is. I really do think that. But and he looks like Ryan Reynolds. Well, but the yeah. thing is, he looks like him. He talks like him. He is a younger Ryan Reynolds, but he's also got like very good acting instincts on his own as well. Yeah, which is what make it wonderful. I really, I mean, this is this isn't a whole lot different than Free Guy, I guess, if you really want to look at that. And of course, Free Guy being insanely popular and did very well theatrically and by in on all the streaming services. Yeah. So, I mean, Sean Levy's also no stranger to making these kind of movies. He's this is kind of in his wheelhouse of what he does. So, but let's talk, let's talk in with the more intri- in, intricacies of the Adam project. It's okay. not just time travel. It is now, you know, I, I know Roger, as soon as you saw these moments, you know, I melted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a family story. It is a family story. And one that I think and it's a decent family story too, by the way, I think so. That's the thing is, yes, I think it's more than, I, I think Adam project is more than, decent i i I think it's it's almost up there with great but i mean that's my own theory but i'm not i mean i I just you know how wild i mean so what makes film so intriguing to me sometimes is it's always about characters i mean character relationships with each other you can have character you know you know like the the films in the 30s 40s and 50s where it's just it's just characters standing around talking most of the time or you can have you know star wars film where there's tons of special effects and there's all kinds of moving parts on screen at any time it doesn't matter. It all boils down to character relationships. That's what film boils down to. And when yep. you get when you get things like, you know, one of the things I always thought would made the first few Harry Potter books so interesting is Harry's always willing to sacrifice himself to save the greater picture. And that's why I think this movie kind of, you know, the dad's willing to sacrifice himself again. Um, Absolutely. Laura's willing to sacrifice herself again for the greater picture of stopping this from happening. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of sacrifice. There's a lot of, you know, with this kind of movie with time travel. So after he, after he leaves 2050 and goes into the wormhole, he goes to 2022 where his accidentally. accidentally, he's trying to go to 2018, but he goes to 2022 where his younger self, 12 years old, born in 2010, is and the mother is gone and so the kid walks the dog in the woods and he see you know he he sees the thing happen and he finds ryan reynolds he finds adam big adam 
in the, like the what's the, his dad's laboratory or something that that was it right mm-hmm. dad's garage laboratory slash uh and of course right off the bat with w- within three or four minutes of them meeting you know they know that they're each other yeah which knows. i'm very happy they didn't try to hide that because nope. that's kind of tropey at this point i don't think it would have worked honestly i agree with you i don't think it would have I don't think the movie. I think the movie would have suffered mm-hmm. had he tried to keep that from his younger self. Um, and so, what comes built in with a movie like this, with time travel and one character going back in time, when you know, when they're in current time, the father's dead, and you know, the mother's distraught, stuff like that is, you have a chance at, you know, reunions, and I. I Whenever I, that's why I was so excited for that, for those moments, because that's what I live for in films is those moments. And I think in my personal opinion, the best moment is in the bar. In this, oh yeah. In this entire movie, like bar none is when he's talking to Ellie, Jennifer Garner, his mother. And I think that is by far the best part of this movie. Like not, there's no, con- there's no contest here. That no, is the best moment. Sense. Yeah. I mean, especially how he leaves the bar and she realizes it and goes out to find him and can't like, it, it's just wonderful. What's the phrase they use with the, with the love. There's a phrase um, more than, Oh, more than, Oh, your son loves you more than he realizes. Yep. And, and and that's when she peeks up and, you know, wait a minute. And I, I love that little element of, you know what I'm glad they didn't do in this movie, Roger. I'll tell you that right now is I was kind of upset when we found Laura alive kind of like just before the halfway point. But then of course, okay. 10 minutes later, you know, a movie makes another bold choice of killing another main character for a second time. Well, people die every day. <laughs> yeah. But here, see, that's what a movie like this. That's what makes a movie like this better than it is on the page is the emotion that Zoe brings to the character. You know, it works. Zoe and Adam, not being as, as husband and wife, not being together for four years. And that's why he went, what he did. He's going to find out what happened to her. He's pissed. He's going to find out. And then their reunion is wonderful. And of course, young Adam learns so much about hmm. see, the, the, the weird dichotomy here is that big Adam knows everything about little Adam, but little Adam doesn't know a damn thing about big Adam. No shit. And that, that's what makes it so interesting is we know and Big Adam knows, but Little Adam doesn't, and he's learning. I, I mean, I think the film could have done a better job in being centered around young Adam, and our eyes were through his eyes. I thought that would have been interesting, also. Uh, but I mean, that might be asking too much of a movie. That's you know, it's it, it's it's a it's a lighthearted space adventure of time travel. Well, three quarters of this movie is a time paradox, anyway. So, and and I love it. They mentioned Terminator. They mentioned the Terminator loop. How it doesn't make any sense. Yep, because it. In order for it to start, it has to start, but it never starts. So I, I, I love how you, you know, you, 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 you mentioned the time paradox makes no sense, and then go full steam ahead with your movie. I like yep. that a lot. Yeah, there another, are no rules here. It's all a joke, or none of it is. Another, um, another thing I liked is this movie. When it starts, it, it goes. You know, I this like is the soundtrack in this movie too, like the sweet, like upbeat music during like fight scenes and shit. <laughs> Did you, well, okay. Well, let me ask you this. You like the score, the, 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 the music. Did you, when like, it was those small intimate moments. Did, did you, did you recognize where those, where that music came from? I recognize it immediately. Rob Simonson from 
the way back. Mm. It's that like that. Da, 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 da. It's that quick. It's that very slow build, but emotional. And like I love the way. But I, I I listen to that movie once a week, and I'm and I'm at I love that movie. Um, I love the music in it too. Rob Simonson outdid himself in that as a composer. But I think in this Sean Levy movie, Rob Simonson's score it works so good, and it sounds like it. Honest to God, sounds like it was lifted straight from the way back and used for this. I don't have a problem with that because it's the same guy. So. Um, I really enjoyed those small, intimate moments. And I, and I think they did them very well. Oh, yeah. A movie like this sometimes suffers because those moments are either brushed over or not done well. And this movie kind of approaches them in a different way as, you know, especially the scene with the mother is we don't go back to it, which is nope. I kind of what makes it so impactful in the first place in the bar is because, you know, see, <laughs> is – you know, he's filling in all the gaps for her with what she doesn't know, but she doesn't realize who he is until he says, until he says the phrase that only she says to her son and what some of these moments do. Um, and also I love the, I mean, the mother moment I love more than the Mark Ruffalo father moments because those were rushed and they were scientific. So the, those little moments, for instance, the mother in the bar I told you about, we, we, we talked about, and then the Mark Ruffalo, the father, who in now what's the what Roger? What's the term they use for oh the fixed time? So yeah. in 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 Young it's Adams, in Young Adams and Big Adams fixed time, the father's already dead. Yep. That's kind of what that's kind of what Jennifer Garner and Young Adam are reeling from in the beginning of this movie is they're still dealing with the untimely death still of processing his dad's death, they're... his dad's death from a car accident a year prior, and they can't really make heads or tails of it. They're struggling. She is struggling to connect with her son. Her son is struggling to just deal with any of this. Um, and then, of course, we have, you know, the son unwilling to let go of the video game his father made for him. You know, the, the watch his father had, he, he, he wears. Um, there, there's a lot of great moments that I kind of wish this movie was taken a little more seriously because all these elements, they work together so well. Well, I think I think it works well by not taking it overly seriously. I think the little snippets of it really bring the gravity into the situation a little bit better, because the movie doesn't focus on that as much. But man, the short bursts really hit hard, like um, especially like the end stuff. You know, I don't want to I don't want to skip on it, but like when the last part of the scene when they're all together, man, I love that. I really did. So I think oh, with the with the baseball. Yep. Can you tell me why there's three mitts in there? Can you please tell me why there's three mitts? I don't know. I always have two myself, so... No, you have two. You don't have three. Yeah, but if I had a kid, I'd have a third one. Oh, you mean you have one for you and one for your wife? No, I got an old backup glove, bro. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, why are there three mitts there? Why are there three mitts? Just for the scene to work, I get it, but why are there three mitts there? The mother... Never... Mom, that might be a softball glove for mom. Oh, sure, but I mean, they never... I mean, I kind of... <laughs> I don't know why that struck out to me, but it, it, it did anyway. Yeah. That, that scene's also wonderful is when they're finally, I mean, it's when I always think about a father and son having a catch after not doing it for so long, of course I think of field of dreams. How can you, sure. not? you know, that's, that's, that's Ray Kinsella's biggest regret is he didn't play catch with his father. And then of course, when his father comes out of the court in the end, you know, the whole thing is dad, you want to, you want to have a catch? And like, that's the whole thing is like, that's the emotional payoff for that movie is they finally get to have that catch, which in this one, it works 
so well. It works equally as well as it did in Field of Dreams in 86. Sure. I mean, I, Roger, I know you, you, you and I talk about all the time how we're emotional people, we're movie criers. I didn't cry yeah. at that scene, but if if they'd have pushed it a little further, I may have. Yeah, um, I almost, it almost got me. Um, almost. It's just one of those like, things. They didn't push, but like, it's not that kind of movie either. It's a, this is a Sean Levy Night at the Museum kind of movie. No, you know what vibe I get more of that? I get more Real Steel. You're right. Real Steel is is a better movie than it's going to it gets credit for. Real Steel is a ten. I dude, I'm so happy you say that because I thought you were going to say it's a two, and I'm like, no, no, it's definitely a nine or a ten. I think Real Steel is an excellent. Okay, movie. little sidebar since we just did a sidebar on the other one. When in Real Steel, the if you've if it's coming up in your mind, you don't know what it is. It's 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 the Hugh Jackman movie about robot boxing. When that that that, that last sequence, when he has to switch Adam to shadow boxing and mimic him, when he, of course, and we we get those shots in the crowd of, you know, Evangeline Lilly, the the the, the love interest, who's been waiting for Max Kenton to become the man that she's wanted to be the whole time, and she sees it, and so does so does his son sees it. That is awesome. I mean, awesome doesn't describe it. It um, that that movie isn't isn't good enough to earn that scene, but it's in there. So, man, if you've not seen Real Steel and you want to go visit it, and that last few minutes is just something that awesome. Real you know, Steel is one of those movies too. Is also like if you ever see it like uh, being played on like FX or something like during one of those like midday movies. That's one of the ones I'll just get sucked to. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's, it's a well-written, it's a better B movie than you'd expect. Yeah, it's good. Um, anyway, so sidebar back to Adam Project, um, and I like to see these movies where you don't need a large cast to make a to, to make a, a a good little movie. You don't need a large cast. Now, I don't know what the I, I should have looked it up. I don't know what the budget is for this. I would imagine I it's not. I would imagine it's not cheap. No, it's a hundred plus. You really? I don't. I would have said about 75 or 80. I wouldn't have said 100. Oh, 115. Wow. Well, but how much of that is, you know, salary for Ruffalo, Garner, Ryan Reynolds, Zoe? I mean, time travel is expensive. What did you expect? It is. It is. But so, <laughs> so Zoe, Ruffalo, and Ryan are all in bigger and like big, big series. Other like Zoe and Mark are in MCU. Ryan I mean, Reynolds, there are, you know, there are three A-listers in this movie and one, you know, B-lister. Who's the B-lister? Jennifer Garner. I think you're being unfair, Jennifer Garner. I think as far as young women are, well, okay, middle, maybe middle-aged women now, but I think she is better than you're giving her credit for. I mean, I think she used to be A, but now she's down, back down to scale. That's okay. All. That's that's, that's, that's fair. personal. That's, it, that's fair. It's not, it's not a personal slight on Jennifer Garner. The other three people are more famous than her now. No, you one hundred percent, hundred percent. Jennifer Garner though is one of those movies that you know. Well, okay, Peppermint, uh, a, a movie that you know is is widely panned as one of her worst. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But she, she's Jen- fine. Yeah, Jennifer Garner brings that movie from a two to a four. You know, and that's not. And, that's not easy to do. To your performance brings a two to a four. That's not an easy thing to do. Uh, it certainly is not. But getting back to this, you're you're, you're right. So and Kath, Catherine Keener wouldn't be cheap either. She's not going to be the expensive of the rest of them, but she's definitely not cheap by any means. 
Uh, and I don't know how much, you know, Walker got, but damn it, if, if he's not also fantastic in the role he's playing. I mean, he probably got his career started. Is what Walker got. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's, Does that mean? No, no it's no. fine. That's fine. It's fine. Um, what I do. So where does the Adam project fit in the Netflix family? Let me ask you that. I mean, top 50, top 25%. I would say, I mean, is this movie in line with other, with like what Netflix is trying to make and, and for people to enjoy? Yeah, I think so. I think this is a good movie for Netflix for like a family not a family, a movie the whole family can enjoy. I mean, it clocks in at a, an easy PG-13. You know, for most people to watch it with their kids, it'll be fine. So, yeah. I think so. I, I mean, I, I think it slots right in. I mean, it's only it's only like 100 minutes, like 107 minutes, 105 minutes. It's, it's fine. But without yeah, cool. 105 minutes without trailers, though, is fine. 105 minutes plus 30 minutes of trailers. That's a long movie. Not great, Bob. Not great at all. But I mean, the Adam project for what it is, I think is, you know, one of Netflix's better movies. I mean, it's not going to, it doesn't rate up there with like, you know, Roma or Highwaymen or, you know, the, the movies that every year get nominated for stuff, but it's certainly, I think right below that tier and, you know, deservedly so because you're not going to watch, was that Mudbound again? No. Nope. Never. Maybe once every three or four years you might sit through if you're feeling it. But if I if I want to be depressed more. But okay, so you could turn on you could turn on um the Adam Project as background noise with no problem. No, no problem. And you could was just while you're doing something. So let's talk about some of the tech in this movie and what what sure. you what what you thought of it. I'm down with some sweet lightsabers. Yeah, that was there was definitely a lightsaber that wasn't a lightsaber. He's like, is that a lightsaber? He's like, no. Then he pops it open. He's like, that's definitely a lightsaber. lightsaber. Yeah, it does the same thing. I mean, there may have been licensing issues with that. It's very similar to a lightsaber. There may have just been licensing issues with that, but uh, I thought the I thought the jet was pretty cool. How it pretty much repairs itself. Yep, over time it'll repair itself. Yeah. Um. You know, one thing I did want to just so the fight in the beginning okay, with the kids at the schoolyard. Mm-hmm. First of all, in 2022, does that, does that happen in school anymore? Yeah, sure. It does. Okay. Okay. I, I, I just didn't know. Dicks. I didn't know. Okay. So, so how did you take that by the way? How, I wanted to ask you how you felt about that scene with him, older, big Adam, misleading oh, Adam or at the pharmacy. I like that. I thought it was hilarious. No, no, no. When, when they're, the fight outside. Oh yeah, yeah. The the kids fighting out out back of the pharmacy. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Perfect. Um. So he did that for young Adam to learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm not I quite mean, sure as a writer, I, I I'd have done that. Time paradox. It doesn't matter. So I. So okay. What's the major time paradox in this movie that they exist in the same place? Yeah, he's talking to himself. Yeah, but they're not the same age. So, uh, yeah, but in the time paradox, when you're talking to yourself, you'd remember talking to yourself. Um, yeah, well, because the, the movie itself is a time paradox because you can talk to yourself, but when you die, you disappear. Like your, your, your future self disappears. You, you can't have it both ways. You know what well, I mean? No, most, most time things agree. If you die in the past, you die in the future. No, no, but in order for one, in order for that to be present, which is a major thematic thing in this movie, then older older Adam talking to younger Adam shouldn't exist. No, like you know what I mean. Like if you you know you can do one or the other, you can't do both. 
because they at least unethical. They they they, they balance each other out. Yeah. Um, I I did kind of love the particular attention that the script takes to tell you the rule, not only tell you the rules, but tell you why you can't break the rules. But I mean, and you just break them all anyway. Well, but I mean, but that but for the story, you know, for the Ruffalo character, the father, Lewis Reed. To be like, no, no, you cannot be here right now. You guys both cannot be here. Well, I like, I like the full-on adult part of the conversation they have when he was like, I am here, and you know why I'm here. And if you don't know why I'm here, you need to think about why I'm here. And he's like, somebody already did that, didn't they? And he's like, bingo. <laughs> well, see, that's the whole thing is like, time's already been altered. So if you're if if you're the villain going, going back to tell your younger villain self, I don't want to say who it is, but... If you're the villain going back to tell your younger villain self, hey, do this, wouldn't you also just eliminate the one family that could pose a problem? No, because it's, uh, at that time point, nothing had been – it hadn't been solved yet, and that that plays into the, the algorithm stuff. So that's why. That's fair. I, I, get but that. I also thought too when we went back farther into 2018, I thought we would see Laura one more time. Well, why would you see Laura again? Because that's where she crashed. Yeah, but I think that they were the runtime was they were happy with the runtime that they had, and they weren't. Yeah, I get it, but I also wouldn't have been super surprised. Well, you see, the one thing we don't get with Netflix movies is you know on the DVD release deleted scenes. Yep, which most certainly would have been in there. Oh yeah, in a theatrical release, the DVD or Blu-ray would have definitely had the deleted scene. There's ten more minutes with Laura somewhere else. Which I think the movie could have benefited from. I mean, Zoe's not a throwaway actress. She's no, one. Of, she's one no. of the best. And um, she was good. she's really good in this role too, because she's not in it a long, long time. But where she's in it is impactful. She, you're damn right. I mean, again, willing sacrifice is something that I never fail to note in a movie. Is it's so important to me because I mean, characters, characters that get the bigger, the, the, get the bigger picture and you know, they may not be in it. So they have to help the ones that will be that, that to me is like the greatest thing ever. Um, especially when you are willingly killing yourself to stop the, the pursuit, of the bad guys. And then like, we're going to meet later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Come I, I would have I done more with that, more of it with that, with that dialogue. And I'm not sure big Adam in the movie that we got the older Ryan Reynolds. I'm not sure big Adam would have left her there. I'm not because the whole reason he went back was for her. Yeah. But I'm not, I mean, even with the, even with the events playing out as they did and the, the, the curveball of the villains following them and screwing up his plan to begin with, I'm not sure he would have left her by herself. I'm not sure that scene would have played out the way that it did. That character moment doesn't make any sense to me. Huh. Do you, do you think, do you think that big Adam would have left her if the script hadn't told him to? No, but it's that paradox thing. <laughs> you know, it just... There are liberties that have to be taken when dealing with time movies because they don't yep. always make a lot of sense. It's true. Um, you know, one movie that does that, mo- that does that extremely well is About Time. And if you ask me, About Time is... About Time is in my top 10 of all time. It's, okay. it's legendary. But that movie does it very well, too. Um, but anyway, back to Adam Project. Sorry, sidebar. Um, I'm glad we're I'm glad we're able to talk about other movies in relation to Adam Project too, though. That's always well. Nice. I mean, time travel is an interesting thing, and for as big as a sci-fi guy as Chris is, I'm sure he's disappointed he's missing out on this one. I would be curious to see what his thought was on this. Who? 
uh, Chris's thoughts on uh, the Adam Project. Who's Chris? Oh, <laughs> Touche, sir. Um, <laughs> you know, the other hosts we occasionally have on here. Huh? Um, the permaguest. Um, you talk to other people but me? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, I do. So what did you – okay, here's the here's the kicker, though. Here's the question I want to ask you, mm-hmm. and there are definitely some things. What did you not like about it? Uh, I mean, honestly, I keep saying about the paradox thing, but – Hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. Par- the time paradox is a problem in Terminator. It's not a problem yeah. in The Atom Project. Well, it's not a – well, any movie with time travel that has a time paradox, it is, it is a problem. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. And I think they take unnecessary risk with uh, young Adam because, you know, if he dies, the whole thing goes to hell anyway. So, but that's the, but that's the, but that's the lightheartedness of this. You know, that's the, that's the adventurer's very young son or daughter tagging along in another movie, even though, you know, they get put in death situations, but it's always the, the, the action movie, the action music swells up at that moment. And of course the kid's untouchable. Yeah that's just what it is. I mean, you know, it's like last action hero. Like the kid's always untouchable. Um, that's just, that's just how that goes. But yes, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. And they put him in complete unnecessary risk all the time. Yeah. But I mean, they would have been gunning for him. So they didn't really have a choice. Like young Adam had to go along because they would have been, all they had to do was eliminate young Adam. And then they get rid of big Adam too. And then problem solved, you know, it's just, what about the what what about the climax with the bullet being fired and then you know the science taking over? What did you think about that? I mean, sure. Huh? Fine. I didn't hate it. I just no, it, it, it wouldn't have happened like that. Uh one thing I kept thinking of for some reason, and I thought about it a lot because I get stuck on things like this in my brain. So at one point, um, in the beginning, they established pretty early on that Ryan Reynolds' version of Adam, we'll call what is referred to him as older Adam, uh, is wearing uh, dad's watch younger adam is also wearing dad's watch and then when they go back to 2018 there are three versions of the same watch <laughs> oh because dad's wearing the dad watch as well Dad's wearing the dad watch as so, well that doesn't make any sense and I, I i get that because there would only be one copy of the watch. only one watch <laughs> sure i i get that but in a movie like this that, no, it doesn't matter. That's kind of second consideration to like the seriousness, you know. It I can't matter. wait till we fuck up and learn how to do time travel and just ruin everything anyway. Oh, we're we're. I mean, oh yeah, we're done. That's one thing the human race does not need is time we're travel. So done. Um. Yeah. No. You know. Um. Atomic weapons and time travel. We should just never. Hopefully, if the Earth wants to survive, we never discover those things. Or we, we 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 never use one and discover the other. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some other things. For example. Would you have would you have done anything with more characters? Would you have brought Derek back, the the stupid guy from work that she's going on a date with? No, but I like that they refer to him as his goatee as a mouth mullet. <laughs> yeah, I've bad. never heard that before. And then the point to where the guy was like, my, "What my goatee? I've never heard it called that before." And then he just shuts the door in his face. Well, would okay. So would you have done something else with? I don't think we needed callbacks to that. Um, no, I definitely, yeah. I definitely don't think. I, I like the smaller, more infi- yeah, intimate cast, though. Like, I'm okay with that. Well, like, I think, it, I think that works here. I don't it think works. We characters popping in and out in the past, in the future, and that sort of stuff. So it's also one of the things that works very well in Coda as well. It just it works. Um, would you have brought? See, one thing I would have done because I'm an emotional person and want and 
wanted to see more of this is brought back, you know, Big Adam and Mother. They never really had a moment after that, after the bar. Well, they don't need one either. But honestly. they don't need it. But I mean, is another two minutes going to hurt the, the movie at all? Depends on where you try to slide it in. To know. For him to tell his mom. See, do we ever learn the fate of the mother or is she just back at home living and he went we off? We just to... assume that she's still kicking right along. They don't, okay, we don't, okay. we don't, we never circle back to See, it. I think I would have killed her too. Honest to God, I would have killed them both, both the parents, you know, Disney, Disney style, <laughs> both parents. I, I think that's wrong with you. The moment in the bar works better if he knows that she died at some point and she never got to see what he became. That moment works better. But also that's kind of the father's thing too, is I got to see you grow up when I didn't get to see you grow up before I got to see what you became. So you don't need to, that's kind of redundant, but I just think the mother deserved that moment. And I'm, I, maybe I'm just being a a guy. I think think you're overthinking that one. So the bar was enough for the, for, for her. Then you think that justified her? I think, I think it was a good closing point. Okay. Fair, fair. I, 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 I got you. I got you then. Um, I guess some other things. I mean, I don't see the whole thing with young Adam discovers who big Adam is pretty quick. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. Um, maybe I would have gone a little more with lot with him realizing it, like the way they shut the fridge and everything is they, they, they learn pretty quick. I'm, I don't know if I'm really being honest, if I would have let it go on for another few minutes, if he hadn't figured it out, but he will, you know, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I just, that's what I wanted to happen again it's one of those things i wanted to happen but but other than that i don't i don't really have a problem with the adam project i i thought all the elements play together very well to make a very good watchable movie for any member of the family i mean you don't have to alienate it's not too violent for the kids it's not too you know silly for the adults okay yeah it's you know all the death scenes are they just fade in like into like molecules there's no like there's yeah, no there's violent death. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's no... You know what I was expecting to see and I didn't want to see was the car crash. The dad's you, car crash. You wanted to see no, that? No, no, no. I was oh. expecting to see it, but I'm glad was we didn't. Psycho? Well, no, I'm just saying that's one thing I'm glad we didn't do because it was, it was unnecessary. Sure. So there's that. But I'm talking a little long-winded on this. Anything you want to say about it, Roger, before we move to score it? No, I mean, I think the Adam Project just it checks most of the boxes of a decent movie like this and uh, i wouldn't be surprised if maybe we see another one of these in the future just saying i i mean if they played around with the time paradox a little more but what what else is i mean you mean another adam project sequel yeah but like what else where the villains are dead we got time travel bro but what do you do with it like what like i'm I'm, i guess but you know before they commit another hundred million dollars to a sequel where what story do you tell? I just think there's a I just think there's a potential story out there where you could see young Adam and old Adam and all out there out there zipping around the galaxy, you know? No, well, yeah, but something like that. Sure, I can see that. I think it would work. I I, th- I think you're not wrong about that, but I don't think that's high on Netflix's priority list. No, it's okay. I just wouldn't be surprised if farther down the road that they do that. Mm, interesting. All right, so all right, let's let's move to score this bad boy then. Um, I'll go first. 
Okay. And you know me. When these kind of I movies do. end, especially with how it ends, with what two characters are Hold talking on. to each other. Did you clap in your living room? Of course. I was very happy how oh, it ended. Oh, God. It's a very good ending for something that we have forgotten about up to that point. Boo. Um, a movie like this, my initial reaction is, you know, eight or a nine. It's not an eight okay. or a nine. I have to reel it back. But this is every bit of a six and a half or a seven. Sure. So I'm, I'm just going to go with seven. Put on the same keel that did Joker. <laughs> Wow. I know. But I just, this, this movie is so enjoyable and it's such an easy watch. I mean, the fact that it's so enjoyable has so much to do with, with the, with the conversation that Ryan Reynolds is just simply an awesome actor. He's good. And he's so damn fun to watch. And he knows it too. That's the thing. It's like Ryan Reynolds knows Ryan Reynolds is fun. I don't think Vince Vaughn knows. I think Vince Vaughn is just Vince Vaughn, but Ryan Reynolds is like a whole different level of it. It's like, he's also very aware of, He's a decent guy playing decent roles that are fun and he knows people enjoy it. So, I mean, there's that, but a seven is where I want to put this. And I, I, I don't think, I think I'm letting my emotions get the better of me on this one. I think it's probably more of a six, but I'm going to officially say seven for me. Seven. Okay. Uh, well, I say I'm not too far off you. I think this is better than lost city. So that should put you pretty goddamn where I'm going to score it. I think this movie's a seven as well. Um, I think it, it clicks most of the boxes. I enjoy a fun time travel movie. Um, I mean, the time travel paradox stuff is no more or less messed up in time travel world than Back to the Future. So, you know, if you're okay with those type of movies, this one works, I think. Um, it's got some cool, cool ideas for tech. Uh, a, a more emotional story than this movie probably deserves. And that's, I think that's a, a, for on the good side. Um, and the acting's pretty decent too. Yeah, the young kid kills it. Um, Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, Zoe Saldana. I mean, how can you ask for a better core of cast than those people? So um, it works. It works across the board. Uh, so a seven is where I sit with it. All right. I, I, I agree with you. I'm glad that we gave it a seven because I, I thought I was being a little too generous. But I think a seven is where it sits. I mean, there are so many good moments in this movie. Like, I'm so glad you mentioned that uh, Real Steel moment because, man, that, that, that scene in the bar is every bit as good as the ending of Real Steel. It's just how they play it is what they, what they have on screen. The, the, the few lines of dialogue they choose to use. It's just great. It just works, man. It's just, it's part of that thing that I've been trying to just how I describe film since I was like 17. It's like, it's part of that definition right there. It's like that to me is what film does so well that no other medium does is that scenes like that because you have the visual and you have the audio that, that to me is the perfect marriage of things on, you know, so there's that. Sorry. I got a little, it works a little weird, but I'm glad you also thought it was a seven, but well, we did it, Roger. We had another episode of for the love of cinema. This has been episode 272 B of for the love of cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five Apple podcasts, Podbean, Google podcasts, Spotify, Amazon music, Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit, every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things there. It's our social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at what I think is the ill-fated Morbius and Deep Water on Hulu. On Hulu. Hulu. Hulu.